crisis is a situation in your life you can't fix. Not only can you not fix it, you don't know anybody else who can fix it. When you hit a crisis, what you have just run smack dab into is a purposeful opportunity by God by which God alone can take you from where you are to the next level of where he wants you to be. Good evening. On November the 12th, 2020, it is now 8.25 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in California. Well, there's so much to talk about, so much going on. So much of it is not that good, but if we just I'm sure we're going to find something good.
Thank you, Dietrich Hedernick, Hill City. Listen, I've been carrying a supernatural atomic bomb in my spirit for you today. I got a word from on high, and I'm excited about giving it to you. Come on, lift your hands. Let's set the atmosphere. Set the atmosphere. Come on. More than anything, tell them you love them. Lift it, lift it, Ron, lift it. I worship and adore you. Just want tell you that I love you more than anything. Oh. Feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. You should know that verse. You should know that one by heart. Also, just go over to Galatians 25 and 25. Galatians 5 and 25. Then prepare 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 9. We'll start at verse 9. Hallelujah. My God. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to bring the word of God all over the world. We pray that this word will be sown on good ground in Jesus' name. We're not here to impress, but we're here to impact in Jesus' name. Amen. I got something for you. Here we go. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He has mercies that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25 if you have it say amen since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit <laughs> right there I can preach off that right there since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit or the Holy Ghost stay in sync with the Holy Ghost quickly quickly I got it for you 2nd Samuel chapter 6 and verse 9 I promise you I won't be long but you ain't going nowhere you in quarantine so don't rush me 2nd <laughs> Samuel chapter 6 look God, start at verse, hallelujah, go to verse 9. Thank you, Jesus. As a matter of fact, go up to verse 7. Let's start there. And the anger of the Lord was 
kindled against Uzzah. And God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. My God, he wasn't playing that day. And David was displeased. David was afraid because the Lord had made a breach. Or he killed Uzzah. And he said the name of that place is Perezim to this day. Verse 9. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. <laughs> a fear came over David that day. A fear of God. And that's what I really believe that's what we need in our day and time. A respect or reverence from, for God. Glory to God. He said, how shall I? How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? If you're killing people today, God, how can I even touch it to bring to my house? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord, that was smart, unto him into the city of David. But David, watch this, carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Jittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom, the Jittite, for three months. Ha! So God stayed and hung out over at Obed-Edom's house for three months. Glory to God. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. When you've got God hanging out with you, he's got to bless you. Come on, somebody. And it was told to the King David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because the ark of God so David went and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom and into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they had bared the ark of the Lord, watch this. It was so that when they had bared the ark of the Lord had gone six paces or six steps, he sacrificed an oxen and fatted. So every time he took a step, six steps, he made a sacrifice. One, two, three, four, five, six. He made a sacrifice. Glory to God. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. And David was girded up with linen ephod. So David and all his house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. My God, I got a word for somebody today that would hear the voice of God, that would hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Listen, I feel like running already, but let me tell you what God told me to tell somebody that will listen with your spiritual ears today. God told me that you got to give him six feet and a sacrifice. <laughs> six feet and a sacrifice is going to save your life. Look at your neighbor and tell him six feet. Give me six feet. <laughs> and a sacrifice that's going to save somebody's life. Come on, lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Six feet, the Lord says, give me some space. Give me some respect. Give me some reverence. Hold on before you run up and walk up on me. Hold it right there. Give me six feet. And a sacrifice is going to keep you through this COVID. It's going to keep you through this corona. It's going to keep you through this virus. It's going to keep you in your house. If you learn how to reverence God's space. I feel like having church up in here. LeVar, help me out a little bit with some love. reverb. I feel like having church right about now. Hallelujah. Before you think I'm crazy and you go church hopping online. Before you get turn off, turn me off. Don't you do it. Come on. I got a word from the Lord. God spoke to me clearly, told me to tell you, give him six feet, glory, and a sacrifice. Let me dive into the text. Are you with me? Let's dive into the text. David, 
is now 30 years old. He is now the king over all of Israel. He is not the 12-year-old water boy and the lunch boy for his brothers. He is no longer overlooked. You can't son him and say, that's my, that's my son, just going over there. Oh, that's my brother. You can't son him now because now he's a fully grown man. Come on. Seasoned in the things of God. He was a grown man of worship and war. He was, come on somebody, a man of worship and war. You know you got a man when he can worship and fight for you. Come on church, shout hallelujah. So finally, I feel like having church. Finally, he is walking into the prophetic promise. Glory to God. This is the season that he had been waiting for. This is the season that he had been hiding for. Now, uh, this is the season, season where his enemies tried to keep him away from. Saul tried his best to keep him from being king, but you cannot come on. You can't mess with God's anointed. When somebody is anointed for something, you best believe it. it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Come on, somebody. It's about to happen. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's about to happen. Uh, in spite of your haters, in spite of your enemies, shout hallelujah out there. Uh, Ah, so now he's walking into the season that he was anointed for. Remember, he was anointed at 12 years old for this season. Come on, now he's 30 years old, walking into the promise that God made him some years ago. Ooh. I got a word for somebody. You get ready to walk into a season that God promised you some years ago. And you feel like you've lost that promise. God said, no, uh, you may have lost it, but I've had it here all along. Uh, somebody's about to pick up a promise. Oh, shout hallelujah. And you're going to walk in that thing. Ron, just give me a little organ right there. You're about to walk into the promise. Shout hallelujah. Well, all right, now he's walking into the promise. Um, and this calls for a celebration, right? Uh, now I'm king. Uh, my enemies are scattered. My enemy is defeated. Saul is nowhere around to try to run me away from the office of king. And now I'm walking in that. So this calls for a celebration. Uh, he said, go get the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, it's time to throw a party. Go get some party hats and, and some balloons. Uh, tell the praise team to crank up my favorite song, He's Able. I don't hear nobody. Go play a little bit of Hezekiah Walker, sold out. Tell them, give me all. All your favorite. Give me Fred Hammonds. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. So the band began to tune up their instruments. And the priest got the priestly clothes on. And the choir began to warm up and line up. Glory to God. The liturgical dancers started dancing. And the procession had begun. Now the only problem is, brothers and sisters, is God wasn't in the mood for a celebration. Help me, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's a serious thing when you throw in a party when God ain't in the mood to party with you. I wish I had a church out there because God was tired of the same thing. He was tired of the lack of reverence. He was tired of the disrespect. He was tired of all the upgrades that we thought we needed to make. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, the problem is they put the ark on a new cart. God never told them to do that. You were being too cool, trying to be too relevant, trying to, come on, stay up with the standard. Don't you touch what ain't broke. Come on. Don't you touch what don't need to be fixing. You ain't got no business touching the glory of God and the ark of God, and that's our problem. We're trying to upgrade 
so much that we're upgrading ourselves out of the presence of God. We're trying to upgrade so much, come on, that now we push the move of God out for lights and smoke and LED screens. I wish I had a church up in here. But come on, none of those things mean nothing if you don't have his glory with you. Shout hallelujah. So Uzzah made the mistake. He's seen they got him on a new cart. The cart started to fall, and Uzzah said, let me catch it. First of all, you ain't got to help God do nothing. God ain't never failing. Come on. It may look like God is failing, but he can never fail. Failure is not in God. There is no failure in God. So you made the mistake of trying to help God out. Uh, Uzzah got himself killed right there on the spot. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. So God killed somebody at church. Let me move, because y'all act like y'all didn't hear what I said. God killed somebody at church. He turned a happy day into a sad occasion. He caused it to rain on their parade. He turned the praise into a cry. Help me, Holy Ghost. He turned joy into sorrow that day he wasn't feeling your praise that day he didn't feel like dancing with you that day he didn't feel like coming to your church he said i want reverence among the people of god and what troubles me church i'm almost gone i'm almost out of here give me 10 more minutes what troubled me about this text there was something very familiar about this picture because there is nothing new under the sun when i was reading this text teacher it reminded me of us in 2020 we had finished our watch night services it was all systems go in 2020 we were locked and loaded and ready to take on the world hallelujah we were ready to take off in 2020 all the new year's resolutions were in but God said no I ain't budging you said come on God we want to no I'm not budging. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everybody was screaming 2020 vision. God says, yes, I'm going to give you my vision and I'm going to make myself clear. It's not about your vision right now. I need you to see what I see, saith the Lord. Help me. Oh, don't you do that. Don't play that yet because I'm about to run up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. The prophecies was that God, this is the year of double. God said, oh yeah, I'm going to double down uh, on what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, where there, there were days when I allowed you to get away and do what you wanted to do. Uh, he said, oh, but not this time. Uh, hallelujah. Ever since 2020 kicked in, people of God, uh, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if you see it, but uh, I don't know what, uh, but I'm telling you, uh, it seemed like God has been in a bad mood. Uh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me preach. Uh, hallelujah. He's been drawing his hand of protection back from things uh, that he normally would have covered. Uh, he said, no, I'm not going to protect at this point. Uh, I need them to feel the sting of their disobedience. Uh, I need them to feel the sting of their rebellion. Uh, I'm not going to cover them this time. Uh, I got to let them see the error of
of their ways. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Shout glory in here. I was crying in the presence of the Lord in our midnight prayer. I said, God, why are so many people dying even in the body of Christ? How could you let this happen? I was crying and boohooing in the presence of the Lord. Come on, somebody. I mean, I was letting the devil have it. Hallelujah. I was crying, shouting hallelujah, crying, asking God to give me instructions. And the Lord told me, Dietrich, stop crying. Hallelujah for those that have crossed over. Because when you cross over in the kingdom, it is a promotion. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. To be absent from this fleshly body is to be present with the Lord. Isn't that what we're all working towards? Trying to make it in the glory. So he said, Dietrich, stop crying. You're crying the wrong way. What you should be crying for, my son, is for the living. Oh, pray that I will have mercy on those that still have time. Dietrich, you're crying about the wrong thing. Pray and cry out that the Lord will give us more time here on earth to make the right moves and the right decisions. I feel like having church up in here. Hallelujah to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. When you don't know what God is doing, church, when God is in a bad mood, mood. When God, it seems like he's allowing people to die. The best thing for you to do is to leave him alone and do some social distancing. Come on, somebody. Say, God, I'm going to leave you be right there because right now you're doing some stuff that I don't know. I don't know what your mindset is. Come on, somebody. He is God and you are a human being. Sometimes we got to stay in our place. We think we can just approach God any kind of way. God said, yes. Yes, I'm in the mood right now. I'm feeling some type of way. You better give me some space. The best thing for you to do when God is feeling that type of way is to go quarantine yourself. Go and isolate yourself and pray for mercy. Ask God to extend his grace. God, cover my house. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what this thing is hitting. But all I know is you're a merciful God. And if I humble my Myself and pray. I believe that you will reverse your decision over my life. I wish I had a church right about now. Shout hallelujah. David said we're going to separate ourselves. Take the ark of the covenant to Obed-Edom's house. Ah, glory. He stayed there for three months. You mean to tell me that Obed-Edom was quarantined with the presence of God for three months? Hallelujah. And everybody was watching to see what God would do to his house. They looked and they seen for three months that his children was blessed. I don't hear nobody saying that. He's looking younger. Something's happening. They're wealthy. They're buying up everything. In the midst of this quarantine, the blessings of the Lord is at Open Edom's house. Could it be because Open Edom knew how to reverence God when other people were just handling him and mistreating the presence of God. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. You ain't quarantined until you quarantine 
with the glory of God until you lift your hands in every room in your house. Come on, y'all. I feel like having church. You ain't quarantined until you're laid out in God's presence on the threshing floor and thank him for his glory in your house. See See us up in here. David said, wait a minute you mean all I got to do is reverence God and the glory can come to my house too you mean to tell me that all I got to do I feel like preaching now come on come on all you mean to tell me that all I got to do is give God my body give God my mind give God my soul I feel like having in church yeah I feel glory in here shout yes David said all I have to do I feel like having church is well reverence the Lord he said I'm gonna go get the glory I'm gonna get the ark of the covenant I want the same blessing that's on open Edom over my house he said but this time this is what I'm gonna do I'm not just going to grab God. I'm not just going to touch on him. Who shall ascend to the holy mountain? He that hath clean hands and a pure spirit. He said, I'm going to sanctify myself. Then I'm going to reach with respect to God. I'm going to reach for him in humility. I'm going to handle him with respect this time. So David, come on y'all, I feel like having church. David, he went and got the ark. Watch this. He said, this time, every six steps that I take, every six steps, I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm going to get blood on the very path that I walk. I'm going to get the blood and a sacrifice over every path that I take. In other words, I'm going to reverence God and I'm not going in the earth without the blood. I'm not living not another day without the blood. Somebody see the blood. Jesus said for me way back on Calvary. Lift your hands. Thank God for the blood. Somebody need to take six steps. One, two, three, four, five, six. And lift your hands. Tell God thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six. And give God praise. Say He said, stay 
each other to make sure we don't get some stuff on us. Stay six feet away. Hallelujah. But the only thing that they were missing was the sacrifice. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. You can make six steps without a sacrifice. It won't work for you. It's going to take six steps and a sacrifice. What are you saying, Pastor Haddon? What are you saying, Pastor Dietrich? All I'm trying to tell you is live your life under the blood of Jesus. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. Live your life. Present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto Christ. It's your reasonable service. Lift your hands. Let's go up in here. Shout hallelujah. Yeah. I feel God dropping in your house. I feel glory coming back to your house. Somebody get up and start walking. Walk the floor. Walk your house. Oh, six steps and a sacrifice. Six steps and a sacrifice. Six steps and a sacrifice. Say yeah. hear nobody saying nothing. Shout glory out there. In other words, what am I sacrificing, Pastor Dietrich? I'm going to crucify this flesh, this thing that want to rise up every single day and go against the will of God. What am I slaughtering, Pastor Dietrich? I'm slaughtering this flesh. I'm putting it six feet under. I don't care nobody saying nothing. God said if you bury yourself your spirit can rise and you will be the man and the woman God is calling for in this last and evil day I want everybody to get up on your feet lift your hands and say I present my body give me some shout music I present my body a living sacrifice. Somebody get up and say the glory is coming back to my house. The power is coming back to my church. The power is coming back to my mind. Power is coming back. Say the way. 